Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rest Easy. I'm Terrence White. Now today, I'd like to talk about the tradition of going to church on Sunday and how we need tradition to keep us going off the rails. Let me rephrase that. And how we need tradition to keep us from going off the rails. As many of you know, Sunday is considered the Sabbath, the day of rest according to Christian folklore. For generations, we have been conditioned to put down our work tools and gather in the name of the Lord. The problem with the human spirit is that we tend to get bored and distracted by shiny things or anything, really. So before we knew it, we were latching on to other ideas and activities when we should have been focusing on what's going on in church. Now, as I have mentioned in my book, Rest Easy, and on my blog, and even in this podcast, I will never disrespect anyone for their religious beliefs. In fact, I find it heartwarming that anyone can latch on to anything that points them to become a better person. In the end, we all know what awaits us. But until then, I will never assume you are wrong or you are right. In the far reaches of the world, there are thousands of religious ideas and faiths. Almost all of them boil down to treating each other the way we want to be treated. So, if your religion of choice is a Christian teaching then yours will have a different spin on how to do that than, say, someone who practices Gayani. I'll let you look that up. It's spelled G-A-I-A. In a recent news article, I read that the decline in Christian attendance at church has finally hit a plateau. I'm going to reread that. It says that the decline in Christian attendance at church has finally hit a plateau. That means that they're not losing as many as they have been in recent years. And that means that the ones who have decided to stop attending church have reached the end of the line. Most everyone else is staying, or others are coming on board to replace the defectors. My point for this is to point out that whatever your convictions are today, they could change at any time for any reason. 
I have many friends who attend church service every week because they feel better about themselves afterwards. And I have others who have never stepped foot inside a church. People in both groups will change due to the life episodes that come before them. And it will alter their direction and how they feel about faith, how they feel about religion, how they feel about themselves. It happens every day. We are not to judge or to discourage. Our job is to love and respect the decision of others, particularly when they are for improving their own lives. Now, let's take a very short break. And when we come back, I have a plethora of things to talk about. Welcome back, folks. Uh, I had a discussion the other day with a young man, and he asked me what the word plethora means. And I told him that plethora means many or a lot of something. And then I told him that to plethornicate means to make many of something. Actually, Lathornicate is not a word, but it was fun to say. I only brought that, bring that up because I'm positive that the word plethornicate will someday be in the dictionary because it's a fun word to say and it doesn't even exist yet. You see, you see what I did there? Plethornicate has nothing to do with religion. It was just a shiny object for me to spend valuable time on instead of focusing on the Ten Commandments or why Adam and Eve have no belly buttons. But at the same time, I didn't hurt anyone. So in other words, no one was hurt during the invention of the word plethornicate. Bottom line is this. I don't care why we need to be better people. I just want us all to live without fear and danger. I want you to be protected against the evil of the world. But more than that, I want the evil of the world to stop being evil. In a weekly trip to the chapel, will do that to you, then by all means, I'll even drive you there. There are reasons why good and evil exist. We are supplied with options each moment of each day of our lives. How we handle those situations is a great way to begin. 
For example, if a poor man steals from you, do you treat him like a criminal just because he's trying to feed himself and his family? What if a rich man steals from you and you have no means of retribution because his lawyers, well, they know things? Healing our society begins with all of us making right choices. Do we learn these choices on Sunday service? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say sometimes, yes, we do. Sometimes the word plethornicate gets in the way. I'm positive some will get distracted by thinking of things like their lawn or the lady two pews ahead of them with the bird in her hair. So we say, but I go to church every Sunday. That should mean something. Maybe you should have just stayed home and mowed your yard. While you're mowing, think about something nice you can do for your neighbors or friends who are struggling. You see, just going to church means nothing to those who understand how to make good use of time. If it is just time in a pew, then just forget it. I've talked about a friend of mine who feeds the poor on Sunday with a group who call themselves Free Hot Soup. They actually do more than feed the poor, but I'm just using her as an example. There's a restaurant in Kansas City who collects money to go out and feed the hungry in their neighborhood, and they even hire some of those people. These are the people that inspire me to be a better person. So... If it's a Sunday service that gets you motivated to change the world into a better place for all, then by all means, make that your thing. Just remember to follow up the rest of the week. Be kind. Ask if there's anything you can do to help someone who needs it. They might say no, but they will remember that you asked and that will encourage them to spread that love. Who knows? You might plethornicate enough to fill the world with the love that is needed. I have a neighbor who collects children's books and then sets up a library in her yard for parents to bring their kids. She has a bench there that they can sit and read and a table for extended selection and a real live glass mini library that is open 24-7. No charge and free to exchange any book that you wish. I have another neighbor who puts inspirational signs in our yard for donations. She then uses these donations to pay off lunch debt at local schools. Wow. And another, not too far from here, that uses a porta potty as a donation center for food collection for a local food bank. He calls it the magic potty. 
the amount of kindness that is out there is so wonderful. But it's not enough. The world needs these types of people to multiply. When I think of the millions of people sitting in church pews each Sunday, I wonder how many of them are like my neighbors. Or is it just time served to them? I don't have all the answers, but I know the difference between good and evil. And if we happen to fall in the middle, let's get off the fence and go to work. Thank you all for listening today. I hope I made a difference in someone's life, even if it was just one. Until next week, remember to plethornicate for the good. This is Terrence White, and rest easy.